you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. The Around the NFL Podcast. Can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. Got a lot of, got a lot of heroes. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. Oh, and she's back. You think it's summer of Connie? It ain't summer of Connie because Connie is in the building. That's the cue. That is a clear cue to the That's producer the for the theme song. Huh? Fox, tiny box. Lace up, red buttons, what? butter, butter, yellow socks. Holly, honey, do I love this? Johnny, back it's kind of bad, but kind of good. Tsunami, a rich history. Lace, Cuddy B, Billy's special seat. John's still a mystery. <laughs> Fourth and inches, turn down ridges. Plus a wedding ring one. and reject lynches. Fox in the hen house, not just the men's house. Make room, hair rolls. This is Connie's hen house. Wow. Whoa. I don't remember this one. No. Home run. I That's... thought I did, and then I didn't. Like, this was, that was good. Home run? That's fun. I liked it. I thought it took, took us to a lot of different I places. I loved it. I, I mean, uh, I had a bare, bare Naked Ladies two weeks vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Jono and Twistle. Very nice. Thank you, or Jono. Yono, maybe it's a soft J. Yono. Thank you, Mr. Wentwistle. What was his last name? <laughs> Yono Wentwistle <laughs> in the house. That guy rocks. Clearly a made up name. And Wentwistle. And Twistle. Yono Wentwistle. Welcome <laughs> to Around the NFL. How are you, Colleen? I'm great. I'm doing really good. I just got back from Atlanta, a little trip over the weekend. Um, my friend just had some twins, so I learned how to hold a child. And twins. Um, and twins. Um, so, yeah, Did it was great. Did you say that or was that a drop? I said. <laughs> what used to be what a kind drop. of twins? Like two. Did you really not know? No, that was my like head was turned. The Greg bot. Was it like two boys who were twins, two girls who were twins? A girl or and a, a mixed boy. Scenario? Uh-huh. A girl and a boy. And, um, who cares? Yeah. I, I 
they're, they're human beings. I care what, like, how they arrive. I went like, over. I was so impressed. Like, this is their, they didn't have kids before. And all of a sudden, they just have, like, these two newborn babies that are Boom. a month old. Mm-hmm. And Michael, my friend's husband, has two babies, like, stra- like swaddled, strapped onto him somehow. They're very tiny, and he's vacuuming the house at the same time. And Respect. so, yeah, you know, Respect. it's like, you guys are doing great work out there, I told, parents. I told my wife, and I stuck to the word. I said, you will never see me again in one of those, like, baby strap things walking down a sidewalk. You'll never put that on me. And Why? And the baby's sitting, and you're walking, because I'm going to hold my child. I didn't, I don't, I don't agree with big uh, baby strap <laughs> And their whole He vibe. doesn't think it's masculine. I would I would have gone in that direction. I thought it's like that's, it looks a little bit the it is why. not masculine. I, love well, it. I, I but, agree with yeah. you that it's not, but, but I, I don't want to right, put a people luxury, in a corner like that. That's but. a luxury you can have in Los Angeles. My first uh Ellis was in Manhattan. You try walking around four like miles and stuff, uh, just carrying that baby. See, I think it's like attractive. <laughs> You like, can't fit a stroller. both ways. You're not, you're, not saying you're not putting a stroller on a New York City sidewalk, and if you're going around all day and you got the baby, you're going to be doing a lot of carrying. You're going to be doing a lot of carrying. You like it, though. You like to see that. I think that that's a great look. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I I think you have it all wrong. It's just it's just where I come down on it, and and you could strap on if you want. Yeah. Personal needs, personal wants. It's like a fanny pack for a baby. Right. Great. Well, you know. Okay. Let's just leave it there. Fine. We disagree. Fine. It's fine. All right. It's okay. That's what friends do. This is around the AFC in 48 minutes exactly, and it's a perfect time for it. Uh, we're going to do the NFC later in the week uh, with Mr. Patrick Claibon, and we are doing this, Greggy, because it feels right. We are setting the table for what's going to be a whirlwind of about six weeks of football transactions, mm. so let's see where everybody's at. Especially the next two weeks. I, I want to get this thing out there before anything happens. But starting this weekend, I noticed you were on the free agency frenzy watch, uh, Colleen, yes. hosting on Sunday. Starting around then, mm-hmm. it's just going to be popping for about 10 straight days, cuts, trades, all the rest. Fun. I feel I feel like it is popping now. It's kind I of popping. I, I kind of it's look popping. at the. I understand yeah. the deadline is a nice branding opportunity for various people, but it's like it's happening. Let's be real. I mean, we were sitting home yesterday watching bullets fly left and right on our laptops and on NFL Network. Yes, that's true. That is true. So why don't we, without further ado, um, dig in to everything? Because again, the rules. Yeah, how does this work? Are again? finite. <laughs> there, there is no, there's no wiggle room here. Three minutes per team, 16 teams, 16 times three, 48 minutes. We don't go over. If you go over, our producer, and we've all signed waivers years ago, uh, is allowed to trank us right in the old jugular. It sounds like this. Oof. Whoa, whoa, what was that? That's that not feels our like trank. A taser. Whoops. Super trank. Whoops. Whoops. You, just, you just killed Colleen. <laughs> now we don't have a fourth. First, Get the, Christy in here. First, the dog bite. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Grave Digger, you do have the trank, right? Of course, of course. It's right. Are all these shots fire in fired at me right ah, now? Ah, there it is. <laughs> there we go. Got a little That's nervous it. there. Without the trank, it's a problem <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, keeping people in line. So we're going to go through uh, all four divisions in the AFC today, NFC uh, after that. So let us get going. Uh, do we have any type of, um, I don't know, like a DJ's air horn, something to get us rolling here? There should be like an opening ceremony of sorts, mm. right? Yeah. yeah, that's something we should yes. work on for be, next year. That's a good idea. All right, ready? Next time. Yep. 
I like it. Let's start with the Buffalo Bills, and I will get us going here because, you know, this is a huge year for the AFC East champions. Uh, they have become a mainstay, obviously, in the uh, AFC playoffs, but they can't get over the hump. They can't even get to the Super Bowl. So what do they have to do? couple of things, and it seems like it's offense-related as we look ahead to free agency in the draft. The offensive line was a little bit of a problem uh, this season. <clears throat> I could see them going down that road. Um, but I think it is skill players that you're going to mm. see this team look different. Wide receiver is a little weird and funky in free agency in the draft, uh, but making a move there. This is a tight end-heavy uh, draft. I see something there. I love so much, uh, boys and girls, Derek Henry to the Bills. I see them making mm. big moves to help Josh Allen, just like everyone else seems to think. Do you agree? I would adore that. We mentioned the Bills, uh, the Eagles, just for fun, as Derrick Henry, Henry landing spots a couple shows ago. I think if you go after Derrick Henry, you've got to say, like, yeah, we're a team with like essentially a one-year, two-year Super Bowl window, and he's the kind of guy that deep in the season, if he's healthy, can literally just destroy our enemy. Mm -hmm. And Derrick Henry added to Josh Allen um, and friends. I That's suddenly... Who's going to want to tackle that team no in one. December? You take, the week, you take that Sunday off. You suddenly have a little issue. The, I think a problem for the Titans when it comes to trading Henry is just there's so many good running backs available in this market. But I do think they'd want to add a little juice there. Devin Singletary is a free agent. I think they liked what James Cook gave him, uh, but maybe he's going to be more of, of a third down guy. They have some big decisions, though. Jordan Poyer... Kind of been a rock for them in this Sean McDermott defense. And Tremaine Edmonds, uh, you know, one of the first picks uh, under Sean McDermott uh, when they arrived here, both free agents. Edmonds coming off a career year. I think they got to be careful about like overspending to just keep this same group together. It'll be interesting. McDermott maybe taking over that defense after. Leslie Frazier's got. Ooh, we're already down to one. one. That's okay. All right, here I got some. I got some thoughts real quick. Go the ahead. offensive line. You got a whole minute. I think is the for me. That's my mm. biggest concern because we saw the problems from that in the loss to Cincinnati, and when you look at even the way that PFF ranks them, their final run blocking grade was fifth worst. So if they're going to get Derrick Henry, they better have a good offensive line in place too. And then they really do need a a legit number two wide receiver because Gabe Davis, he was expected to take that next step, but I'm not really sure he did. And when you have, I mean, Isaiah McKenzie, he's a good role player, but they need someone opposite Stefan Diggs to really make this offense sing. All right. Hear me out. Okay. You get new Hopkins. Mm. You get Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. You draft an offensive lineman. <laughs> mm -hmm. What is this fantasy football? Win the Super Bowl. Have a huge off season. I say get Hopkins and get like awesome. a cheap running back. There's a lot of Get to the AFC title game at least. Ooh. That's not going to be good enough. I know, but that feels like their DNA. Oh, <laughs> like, we both just got taken out. Who got it, by the way? That or is was that a magic both, bullet? That was both Mark and Dan right. for talking after the timer ended. All right, up next, Colleen Wolf, the okay. Miami Dolphins. Okay, Mike McDaniel, his first season was pretty promising, you guys. Uh, he made some fashion statements. It's great having Colleen here. He made the playoffs. Yep. Um, and I think that like he made an excellent first impression, especially the first half of the season. They were also a little uneven at times. And I think this first season for McDaniel was not unlike Nick Sirianni's first season with the Eagles and the fact that they mm. were able to get to the playoffs playoffs and it was unexpected they lost in terrible fashion to the Bucks but it kind of reminds me um, of that and I think 
Tua, he showed some growth and development before the concussions. But, I mean, when you look at their scoring, they scored the 11th most points per game, bop, 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 bop. I mean, the receivers, they produced. You have two receivers there with over 1,000 yards. Their defense was the weakness, and Vic Fangio is going to try and change that, make it into a strength. Um, The secondary really dropped off. It's the biggest area of weakness for them. Byron Jones was hurt all season. He'll get cut if he hasn't gotten cut already. Mm -hmm. He got cut. I don't mm. know. He will. He and then uh, Xavier Howard, he struggled in coverage too. So that is, that's a major situation that they need to figure out. But they have no first-round pick. They're in a tough spot. Not a lot of cap space. No first-round pick. Like heightened expectations after that year. Very difficult division. And you mentioned like major holes. Like offensive line, secondary. Fangio will help that, I think, with coaching. But they – Profile is a team that would want to be very aggressive this offseason, and yet they don't seem to have as many like resources to do it in terms of cap space as, as you would hope. I mean, I, I love the idea of a team being in the second year of a Mike McDaniel offense, except so much went well through the year last year. I mean, it all came down to like complete chaos at the quarterback position in terms of durability. And I, I think that, you know, I know Mike McDaniel keeps coming out and supporting Tua over and over. I just wonder if they're a sneaky little team. We talked about it last step that might be tempted to chase someone like Lamar Jackson because their owner keeps wanting to chase these guys left and right. Yeah. Or bring back uh, Tom Brady, but he says he's not coming back. Yeah. Uh, Rich Eisen uh, had said that he had heard. There was like a rumor a going rumor around out that there Tom Brady tried to swat down. Yeah. Brady with the Dolphins. So. Miami. I can't imagine that happens. That would be crazy. Uh, but, you know, he's already come out of retirement once. Yeah, I think that the Tua thing is it does feel like there might be something missing here. As much as they do love him, do they really want to go into a deeper relationship with him? And if Lamar's really there, I know Darlington reported that they weren't in on Lamar, but you got to I mean, put that out there. Lamar did you play yeah. well, though, and I think that they played the Bills really close all season long. Tua. Who, yeah. Tua. You comped him to Sirianni and the Eagles, though. Would Tua make a Hurts-like leap? He already made a leap last year. I don't, I don't know what so. his, you know. Not, not like that. I was right in, you know, came in right under the. Is it because of the tank situation? We're not going to trank her when it's, <laughs> unless it's egregious. Graver already killed me at the top of the show. <laughs> Trigger figure with Mark and Dan. There. It's like the play clock uh, yeah. situation okay. where it's like, well, if it's cl- we look at the clock first. Right. right. There's like the, the tenths of a second after zero zero, you know, point nine. Right. It was like the second over, but it's fine. Uh, Mark Sessler, the New England Patriots. All right. Uh, you know, like I have a past with Bill Belichick. <laughs> He's part of my youth. I really like have always thought highly of him. But I so I keep the wondering. The Belichick letters. Yeah, I keep NFL. wondering. NFL.com. Mark still, that's right. Still NFL, checking that mailbox for st- the return. If you can still find it on our site, we'll see. Um, I just keep wondering if like last year, Belichick was sort of doing like a high level punking of society uh, and will completely get like Mac Jones back on track under his guy pal, Bill O'Brien, uh, come September. Le- you know, load up on free agents. They have like a, a major amount of cap space this year, seventh most in the league right now. Six draft picks in the first four rounds. Maybe they go back to playoffs. Everything's fine all over again. But then I also, like, I do ponder how last season, I thought it was one of the rare um, shining examples of the Pats totally mismanaging last offseason and sabotaging their quarterback Saboteur. under a defensive coach. And somehow it's like Bill Belichick didn't see any of that coming. 
And it leads me to ask um, a sacrilegious question. As Ooh, the league it. is growing so do quickly, yes. is there any concern here in March 2023 that Bill Belichick in a hyper-evolutionary NFL, is he showing signs of being left behind just a little bit? Oh. Whoa. Uh, or a I, lot. I don't know if he's being left behind, but I definitely know uh, – I, I wrote this down after you said it. I know – that last season wasn't a high-level punking of society. <laughs> right. I think Bill But we didn't talk up. about it that way. Like, oh, it's going to be fine. Like, everyone's all getting yes. all worked up. And then, it, like, it was a yes. disaster. I, I, I said it often on the show. I was like, Bill, when has Bill ever made kind of a fool of himself and not been ready to develop a young quarterback and, and run the team the right way? Well, then we saw it. Like, the idea of the, the Joe Judge-Patricia thing, we don't need to Mm-mm. talk about that again. But we know it went poorly. And it is kind of crazy to think, Greggy, I know you are Belichick supporter number one, that he did kind of – these are uber-valuable uh, rookie contract years, and you had a very promising first-year player in Jones. You kind of just booted his second-year development, and now you're in a kind of a weird in-between stage. Yeah, because they need so much help. So Nelson Aguilar is a free agent. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's good. Jacoby Myers is a free agent. That's bad. I hope they – Bring him back. Bring him back. But – Yes, they have cap space. They also have so many needs. Like, pick a tackle. I don't know if they're going to keep Trent Brown or not. I wouldn't wouldn't shock me if they cut him. Then you would need two tackles. Uh, they need help in their secondary. Jonathan Jones is a free agent. We don't know if Devin McCourty is coming back. There's just, like, not a spot on this team uh, that I feel totally comfortable with. Some good young pieces on defense in general. Uh, but Johnny Smith's still on this team. Hunter Henry's kind of overpaid. Like... It's so weird. They need to make a lot of moves. Like, it's a weird it, team. It just it feels like a team that is like old and trying to be young. Like it, just from mm, the roster, true. the coaching staff, it's like hello fellow kids. That is the <laughs> team. Little, little Buscemi they with the win, skateboard. Yes. They still win eight or nine games every year, but but what? Did you watch the game on Monday? <laughs> New York Jets. <laughs> New York Jets. Okay, we spent uh, a lot of time talking Rodgers. We will talk Rodgers uh, some more. So let's talk about the non-Rodgers uh, aspects to this team. What do they do if they get Rodgers? Are you going to have to clear uh, a lot of cap space? That could be Carl Lawson. Mm. was a big-time mm-hmm. uh, pickup. Could be Jordan Whitehead. Uh, I guess... My issue with all the talk about Rodgers is like, well, you put him uh, with the best defense in the league and these young pieces and like away you go. But they won't be the best defense in the league next year. That's just like not how it works. I think you have to expect the defense to take a step back because that's usually what happens. And you have a decent amount of free agents there. And you need a guy like Rodgers to juice up the offense a lot to make up for what's going to happen to the defense. It's 2022. Defenses only matter so much. I think even the Jets saw that in some big spots that like the defense is only going to take them so far. You got to juice up that offense with Rogers. Yeah. And and Nathaniel Hackett. That's going to be the key. Well, he's, uh, he's getting the job. I think he can do the closer part of it. He's done this part of it before you're right. That's a Sandman baby hanging out there. I know. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. Jermaine Johnson is their first round pick. One of their first round picks from last year. The idea is that he could slide in and take Carl Lawson's spot. That's sensible, but then you're banking on his development. For the most part, though, the defense is coming back. They have and some depth pieces. The defensive line, they'll be looking kind of at the lower yeah, margins of free agency. They got to get things right with Quinn and Williams to get him paid. I, I could see them adding a safety, uh, and there are some nice options in free agency. I think that's a target that they'll they'll look at. But 
for me, yeah, it is. If you do land Rodgers, you got to invest in the offensive line. Mm-hmm. You got to hope Brees Hall comes back and looks like Brees Hall. And I think you're ready to roll. I think they're a very dangerous, good team as long as Rodgers, if he is their quarterback, doesn't get old and is the guy he was last year. Yeah, because he's scouting them too, and he's got to like what he sees. You're right, like the idea that they'd be top five. Sure, but they're not going to suddenly be 27. But like, maybe. I mean, they could oh, be right, 11 but, too, and that would be shocking But then there's no to reason me. to sign anywhere because like, the idea it sounds is like total that the chaos right. is going to go from 25 yes. to hopefully top 10. All I mean is you... like you can't count on that totally. And I'm a little worried about their offensive line. It's like a boomer bust offensive line. For I sure. can't believe they had six tackles that went on IR, and they have so they many survived. guys that are free agents yeah. too coming up. Tackles. Uh, the Mekhi Becton thing is a, a big piece mm-hmm. here where, where he fits in at this point. And I do think they need to – Add another wide receiver. Maybe I don't. Know, I wonder if Elijah Moore gets traded, um, just because it's been a bit funky uh, that road. I love him with Rodgers, though. Uh, you could lose uh, Corey Davis. He might get cut. We, we did like come a, a year away from Rodgers. If this all shakes out, working with both Lafleur brothers, but they had to get him out of there because probably without Nathaniel Hackett, it doesn't go down anyway. So Ooh. I understand what you're doing there. They're starting center uh, as a free agent. There's just like. Rodgers can't do it all. Right. You still have to have a good offseason. And uh, your boy did last year. And Hackett Two could rookies go of the year. badly, but he wasn't an embarrassment until... I can't say it. Oh, sh- uh, until he got promoted beyond what he was able to do. Now he's back yeah. down a spot. And got saddled with a quarterback that decided to die on us. So. Um, all right. Let's take a break and then move on to the AFC North. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. All right, we're back. Let's keep rolling. Give me that air horn again. Let's get back into it. Oh. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens of the AFC North. So, obviously the big story is Lamar. Did the Ravens say goodbye to Lamar when they hit him with that non-exclusive franchise tag? If Lamar doesn't find a suitor that meets his contract demands, would he be open to going back to Baltimore on the tag or open to hammering out a deal that isn't in line with his original off-speculated goal of a fully guaranteed deal? Mm -hmm. Is the compromise here that he becomes the new Kirk Cousins where he does get his guaranteed money, just not the amount that he was hoping for, and it goes over the next couple of years, then he hits unrestricted free agency at age 28, which would be grand. He would probably do very well in that spot. Or is all this not worth talking about because there's so much bad blood now between the two sides that he is going to be property of a different team hmm. come September? I think there's a chance he is would be back. Is there a path home? I, I think so. If the right market doesn't like happen for him, uh, I think they. I believe the Ravens when they say they still want to keep him. I, they just want to do it in their terms. I think like in a way, if you're... Lamar and his, you know, his mom's helping him out with all this and you don't have an agent like the Ravens are, if anything, saying, go ahead and find your deal and we'll see if we want to match. You're giving him the freedom to go do it. I think that's showing enough respect for him if he wasn't happy with how slowly the process has gone with the Ravens. But they've been doing this for so long. It's and a little tricky because you got to put a team together, though. Like, right. You would like to well, know if Lamar is the guy or not. That's it, by more, the way, you would need a quarterback if Lamar is not your quarterback. Well, exactly. That's my more thing. Is like, yeah, this like, doesn't shake out. Like, They are suddenly like maybe left out in the cold in a massive way at the most that's important That's why you got to trade him for Mac Jones in a first. Wow. Everything revolves around how this <laughs> Sorry, Lamar right. Jackson situation <laughs> shakes out. Like Their entire future, short-term and long-term, depends on this right now and that feels so risky but I guess they're just banking on the fact that Lamar Jackson won't have the market that Lamar Jackson thinks he's going to have and I guess if teams don't want to give up two first round picks they could eventually do some type of like sign and trade situation but I mean this is a team that also has a lot of other questions like at wide receiver yes they, like, they could should be in the Hopkins business yeah well, wait a second no, well, only if Lamar Jackson or someone like suitable to them being a contender is behind center. I guess that's why it's all so uh, nebulous right now with them. For that very reason, they're kind of hung up in purgatory here. And is it possible that if they are willing and open to moving on, do they just take a year where they're a down team for a year can. and they reload and they get a good draft pick next year and they're back at it in 24? I think that's an outcome here, too. And mm. I don't think Ravens fans want to hear that, but it might be long term. Not they're the too dumbest good, though, play for that. It doesn't work because they're line, like I like their roster. They don't have a ton of huge needs, not a ton of huge free agents. The Ravens can, are telling us they're willing to do that by everything mm. that's happened. Colleen Wolf on the Bengals. I'll tell you time okay. that, by the way. Beautiful. Here we go. 
Um, as soon as you started talking about the Ravens, I realized <laughs> that um, I wrote about the Ravens instead of the Bengals. But guys, you know what? I can freestyle. So let's talk about it here. This team. This is going to go. 248 left to go. Incredibly. We're doing some work here. Um, honestly, my biggest <laughs> problem with this team, honestly, let me tell you the Opens truth here, with guys. An honestly, comma. The offensive line is still a problem. It was a problem last year, hmm. and it remained a problem throughout okay. the season. And because of the injuries late in the season, that's exactly how we saw this team fall apart. Jonah Williams, he played at left tackle all season long, and, and Williams did a great job. But, I mean, this, is, this has been a, a problem for them. So they absolutely need to get that figured out. Defensive backs also, um, they could use some work because Jesse Bates. Um, yeah, he looks like he's gone. He's gone. Also, tight end. I mean, Hayden Hurst might leave in free agency. And then your number two blocking tight ends, Drew Sample and Mitchell Wilcox, they're also free agents. Mm. So there's a little hole in the roster, too. Um, I, when you look at this team, they have a lot of talent on, on the roster. So there's only a few things that they really need to get done. And offensive line is at the very top of the list. Is Lyle Collins even back? He, he seems like a it guy that could be It doesn't sound like it. I think he, well. he's going to get cut. I think Mixon is going to get cut. I think they'd like to bring Von Bell back, who's also mm-hmm. a free agent. That would be losing two safeties. Hurst, I could see coming back. I could see them drafting a running back. That's sort of their thing. They yeah. just like draft one every five years. Uh, I, I do listen to uh, the Athletics Bengals podcast. Paul Denner, Denner, former guest of our show. Nice. Uh, and they really think that the Bengals Den will father. not be spending in free agency this offseason. They're saving all that money for Joe Burrow. Well, I think they're one of these teams where you're start, you have that. You have Jamar Chase down the road. And so you can't hit a bunch of positions. They did that last year and addressed the last offensive line. Years, it was injuries. Done a good job. It was injuries that sideswiped but, them, though. But, it wasn't their right. planning. I think like they're a well-constructed team at this point. But like the Bengals, to me, among the Chiefs, Bills, these high-flying AFC teams, they have a, they're losing a lot of faces. They need tackle help. I mean, Williams was okay, but now he's okay coming off an injury, mm-hmm. and you don't have a right Do tackle. Do you want to hear something that's a little less than okay? Williams tied for the most sacks surrendered by any tackle, 12 mm. in the regular season, and had a minus uh, a 49.9 run blocking grade per PFF. Wow. That's a lot. And then Bell, Bates, and Eli Apple, who I know is their fourth cornerback, but all those guys had major snaps, so... I think Duke Tobin's yeah. done a great job in general and has earned the benefit of the doubt, but they have a they have a big off season to try to stay up at the top. Ten. Colleen, I feel like you really did. Yeah, did a great you know, job there. Just Bell, ask like a question Bell, next Bates, time. You don't have to talk, just like three ask Three of the a four question. most snaps played on defense. I got you. <laughs> wow. <sighs> we did it, guys. We did it. Can she celebrate or is that a trank? Oh, no, you can celebrate. Oh, okay. You're not talking about the team anymore. I'm so just checking for the rules. Uh, Mark. <laughs> The Cleveland Browns. All right. You're the Browns. You're roughly $13 million in the red, okay? <laughs> you don't have a first-round pick until 2025. I, you're going to a... have to restructure Deshaun and a bunch of others because there are a lot of real needs here. I, I look around this division, and the Browns, I don't think, thought they'd be here this season, this offseason in this you situation. You are a sadness! Definitely need defensive line. No edge rusher across from Miles Garrett. They need linebackers, multiple linebackers. You probably need a wide receiver, if not two. Kareem Hunt's mm. out the door. There's just a lot for Andrew Barry, who is a great general manager, to handle here. But I think it all, all of that like doesn't really center around the nucleus as much as just that, okay, we get it. Deshaun Watson was rusty, etc. in quotes. But 
Uh, he also just didn't seem to fit Kevin Stefanski's offense really well. Like, it went mm-hmm. off a cliff in multiple ways. And I guess the biggest question is because nothing else they've done since last offseason matters. And you're not in this situation. It doesn't matter if you don't trust that Kevin Stefanski, the same way you say Sean Payton is going to fix Russell Wilson. Well, that's probably nonsense, but you can make an argument for it. But do you trust Kevin Stefanski to suddenly tailor an offense around a better version of Deshaun Watson immediately? Because all of this was them saying, among every team in this division, we're the must-win-now team. And Mm. I I look around the other three teams in this division, I'm not sure they're not in fourth in that. I'm not trying to be a Browns hater, all these Browns fans thinking that. I'm not saying that at all. It's just that team building wise, they have a lot of needs and they don't have a lot of answers right now. One thing they can do is, is restructure. You mentioned with Watson and a lot of their other players. And that's something where I think it gets lost where that's where an owner like Jimmy Haslam, who has all the money, uh, you could just restructure forever. The Saints do it every year, and everyone gets so mad. Like, oh, it's eventually going to cost them. It really hasn't. You just keep doing it. You're, they're spending more cash, so they're trying to win. So I think they'll still be aggressive. I'm with you. They have a lot of needs. Defensive line, they uh, certainly need another weapon in terms of a receiver for Watson. I mean, before Watson played, the offense looked Pretty good. It's like with, fifth DVOA. <laughs> right. And you have Amari Cooper having this like career renaissance almost there. I mean, he he definitely stepped up. And then you have Nick Chubb, who is so talented. And then all of a sudden, everything came to a screeching halt when Deshaun Watson got in there. So. I don't think they're that far away. Like if Watson played well, it's a big if, then I think they're right there with the rest of the division. Browns fans know this. This isn't breaking any news. If, if Watson it's is no if. longer an impact player if he's if he stinks or is even closer to average they're shot they i mean they they have so much tied up in him and i know you could restructure but it's they've really they tied the organization to him he's got to play at a high level or else bingo good line he's got some things going for him good coach what a gamble the pittsburgh steelers greg rosenthal I didn't know what to say about the Steelers. They're just like <laughs> coming I back I every line? year. You could have started with honestly. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Say <laughs> that you plan to talk about the Browns. We that haven't, like, we haven't talked the about truth. this. When was the last time we talked about the Steelers? They used to be one of our Tiffany franchises, as Dan likes Still to say. Still Tiffany like franchise. Pa- kind of like the Patriots, but they're just sitting there. They're lying in the weeds. They have a young offense. They will not have much turnover on their roster. Not many key free agents, which which is good news. I think they need to juice up that defense again. It's not a difference-making defense. Cameron Sutton and Terrell Edmonds, who are, are both starters, are free agents. I think Sutton might get a, a nice deal in free agency. But it's the, it's the line that bothers me. They've never... F- figure it out. It's the same stuff every year with the Steelers. It's the secondary and it's the offensive line. And they seem to like this offensive line, but I I just don't get it. I just don't expect them to be aggressive in free agency. You know what, though? I would say that I think last year, if you were a Steelers fan for the first time in a while, you were thinking... This might be a rough one, and then we get out of it. Like instead, yeah. you found out the power of Mike Tomlin, and like they they found a quarterback over the course of an up and down season. George Pickens looks fantastic at wide receiver. Najee Harris played some of his best ball, and like the the line started as a disaster, but it got a little bit better as the year went along, and the whole True. offense in general kind of grew together. All these guys are on rookie deals, so it's like I kind of get you don't know what to say because like we just have to see. 
another year of it and see where they are after. There aren't a billion burning like voids here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and look at mm-hmm. the defense before or with and without TJ Watt. So you hopefully have him for a full season. I would love it. This is not what they do. This is not a Pittsburgh move. But I, as much as they might like pick it or the idea of him long term. Imagine Lamar Jackson. <laughs> that wow. would be crazy. Well, you want to talk There's about no sticking it to a rival and, and putting together, it's not a poison pill contract, but something really unpalatable for Baltimore. Mm. And then all of a sudden you have him playing with Mike Tomlin and that defense. I do love that. That's a wild fantasy. Whoa. But, but Kenny Pickett, like, he knows the building. He knew where all, like, the lavatories <laughs> he knew were. Where exactly. the lavatories that were. field, Library. he's just so, so, so... Um, he, knew, he knows the field. Yeah. He, knew, he knows like, the grass. Which, which lavatory the has the extra, the smaller, the shorter urinals? Sure, necessary. Which ones had the, the higher ones? Mm-hmm. Do you know who... Stalls. Um, mm-hmm. Helped change the rules, into like, indirectly because of the poison pill contract. I miss poison Mike pills. Like Tannenbaum. Uh, Curtis Martin. <laughs> There was a few throughout the years, but uh, I think the last one, yeah, Hutchinson was another one. Yep. was uh, our colleague Nate Burleson, one of my close friends, really, one of uh, our podcast co-hosts, Nate Burleson. Some of those uh, things. It are was true. his contract going to, I think, from Minnesota to Seattle. That was so. Wait, co- Nate Burleson is what a podcast co-host. Well, I mean, he's I think a he's podcaster. just a host. Fellow he's got, podcaster. I don't, I don't think he's a colleague. I, interviewed Rihanna. We just had to burn out the time on Greg's bit here, not mm-hmm. a, on purpose, but it, you want to call timeout? Get to finish your bit. <laughs> I'm calling timeout. So what, I didn't know timeouts were available yeah, again. Is, uh, are you guys, rules? every year, is you guys, you're like, you're wait, you can call back. timeout. Oh, only Dan calls timeouts. Anybody could call timeout. And I'm calling one Do and an giving time of back to Greg to finish well, you're his giving, comment. You're giving it to me. Yes. Uh, uh, I believe... It was the Vikings and the Seahawks, and the poison pill thing uh, was so crazy. I forget what the rules were. It was like if if you're in the Northwest, uh, then you get like a $7 million bonus. I don't know. They added some crazy thing into <laughs> his contract, and the NFL at that point was like, all right, we need to stop. The Hutchinson was uh- – there can't be another offensive lineman that's being paid more right. than his salary, and that that competing team had somebody already on the roster. Poison pill, they wiped those Ooh. things out. Wiped them out. Interesting. Okay, so just to be clear with the timeout yes. thing. We get three. We, we each get three. No. There's three total. We're a team. So one person We're can call. We're all a team, or we are a yes. team, and they're We're, a team. We're we a team. Three. We have two <laughs> remaining timeouts. As the Around the NFL okay. podcast, we're trying to create the best show, and the timeouts help Got do that. But Dan tends to be like Kyle Shanahan, and like if the clock's running down, it's like first quarter. Doesn't like to save him at all. Does he like using those <laughs> It's something like maybe, maybe a head coach or a host has to take control oh. and call timeout and help. Co-hosts. The others. That's what leaders yeah, all, I thought you did, a, you did a fine job with that timeout. The I others. I, I, I thought Are you were setting still me co-host? up. I thought you were setting me up to get tranked. Uh, no, ass- not at all. I assume I assume our bylines have not changed. I have no idea who actually did that. It must have been Ali. I, you know what? Scamp. I, the, um, the NFL.com profiles, which um, Henry went into mine, Henry Hodgson, about five or six years ago and rewrote mine. No. Uh, and the last line says, Hansis hosts, oh, interesting, the award-winning Around the NFL podcast with an aplum reminiscent of a young Chris Berman. And that has sat on NFL.com for the better part of a decade. That is absurd. <laughs> so is our status as award-winning. It's been since hey, the, can't be- take it away. the best new podcast in 2014 or something. 
All right, time in. Let's move to the AFC South. Oh, what a division. My goodness. Uh, all right, so it is uh, the Colts. I'll start here. It's an absolute certainty the Colts will come out of free agency draft trades, blah, 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 with the QB of the future in their minds. Will it be a trade, free agency, draft? Probably draft. They have the number four pick, and you could see management, especially at this point where the management is, ownership being hyper-aggressive, maybe moving up out of that number four spot to go get somebody they really want. Uh, but I'll say I'll do it again. I know I don't want to keep hitting, ringing the same bell here, but do they make sense as a Lamar suitor, uh, mm. the Colts? Because because Ursay, quite frankly, has become a real unpredictable character, uh, the owner of the Colts, and because of the frustrations uh, in their post-luck era, which is about you know four or five years now, uh, would they make a, a play? Because if they could make something work, uh, the AFC South is. I mean, the Jaguars are a promising team on the rise, but otherwise you can really make noise in that division with a big-time quarterback. So the draft is probably the most likely place they're going to get that QB of the future, but are they a team to keep an eye on for Lamar? I think like Chris Ballard obviously cannot pick more than one more quarterback ever at this point. Um, and you can't – no one would argue – going for Lamar Jackson from a talent level. I think it seems a little aggressive for who they are, but they do also have a chance that they really wanted to. They're flush with draft picks over the next couple of years, so not missing ones. Ryan Poles of the Bears has said that there is a team out there, a couple teams that have basically already offered like multiple number ones to get up, and it's not everyone you'd expect, but the Colts could do that without too many problems and get the number one guy they want. I'd like to think they'd want to build around someone young, but I'd pitch the Lamar Jackson thing on that in our Lamar episode because it kind of, if you're Shane Steichen, you just did all this with Jalen Hurts. They're not exactly the same player, but why saddle him with anything other than someone he can maximize? But you don't I, think they're too wounded from yes. taking but they veteran can't, quarterbacks? You can't be, though. Well, but Lamar is different than Carson Wentz, though, or Matt yeah, Ryan. I get right? it, but they true. just seem so married to this idea. Right. Jim Mersey kind of giving it away in the press conference. Oh, that being was like, my oh, favorite. Like, There's a couple good things. That leaders. Alabama that, kid. Yeah, like he's looking good. <laughs> I think they all just like like this idea. I also think that it's like good for job security. We're going to start <laughs> Wait, over. Wait, how does Jim say talking again? That Alabama kid. <laughs> Pretty good. Maybe keep him off the mic for a few minutes. Uh, actually, they have uh, many quarterbacks that have played a lot of football on this roster still. Matt Ryan is on this roster still. That's, a, that's an absurdity. Let's go to the Nick booth. Foles, no. uh, former Eagle great. Uh, My guy. You know who's gone up a Time lot in the, in the um, Q rating, I feel like, since the end of the season? I guess it's obvious, but, man, people love Steichen. Everyone everyone makes it out to be that Steichen. Steichen's the genius all along. Little Some Frank Reichley. Maybe, maybe he was the one behind the butt putt. You think um, so? Ultimately. Colts also need a lot of players on their defensive line. Ngakwe is a free agent. Okariki, their linebacker, is a free agent. Taekwondo Still have Lewis, Gus Bradley, right, by the way. Huh. Is the offensive line bad now? What's up with that? We'll see. <laughs> oh. You're dead. <laughs> I'm already shot. I mean, that's I mean, five. was that a that's bad year? for him. Yes. Or was that, is that a bad line? And, you know. I mean, Quentin Nelson fell off a cliff. What's going on here? So That's what I mean. Yeah. I think him, right? <laughs> Yeah, that one hit also, Mark. it's nice to see uh, Cooter back in the big spot. Cooter! Offensive line. Love to see uh, Cooter back. coordinator. Thank you. Jim Cooter. Why are I we mean, spending so much time talking about this team? Come on, of all, all right, the teams. Let's talk about like, the only team that matters in the South. That's what I'm talking about. The Jaguars, Colleen. Ooh, oh, what a Got his ass. Trank yourself, Jets. baby. Yeah, he's got to say Titans. Trank yourself, yeah, baby. He didn't say Titans. <laughs> right, he said Jaguars. Turn that Trank on your own self. So anyway... <laughs> 
I'm pissed off, Angelo. Yes, the Jags. What a comeback for them. Uh, after, I mean, this time last year they were coming off an ugly, messy public breakup with Urban Meyer, and now they're just in this like beautiful relationship with Doug Peterson. Won the division. Watched a different Trevor Lawrence emerge. So they have a legit quarterback on a rookie deal right now. Came back from down 27 points against the Chargers to play in the divisional round and lose by a touchdown to Kansas City. But this is the comeback that was hoped for. This was, Dan, we talked about it on the Power Rankings podcast at the beginning of the season. Good plug. Which teams, which will be back next year, I'm sure. Bang. um, Which team will turn it around? So, listen, they have Calvin Ridley now on the team. He's back. He's a jag. The pass defense definitely needs some work. Tyson Campbell had a good year. Shaq Griffin, they just released him. Cap casualty there, so they have to do some work on the back end. They tagged Devin Ingram. Uh, Zay Jones also produced last year. Those were their two free agent additions, so I think they're in really good shape. Yeah, I mean, also everyone, including Trevor Lawrence, hinted at the fact that his rookie year obviously just didn't even exist. Last year was his rookie year, and so it's year two for everyone in a way, and it's like I just think that there is really no ceiling on the Jaguars. I think the one thing Ooh. that can get escaped them a little bit Hello. is just expectations, where it's right. like now they're just going to roll into the playoffs. It's like that that doesn't always work, and it doesn't always work with Doug Peterson too necessarily. So we'll just I'll, we'll see. I'm a little. Oh, but sometimes just, it does. Doug I just Peterson don't want to ticket shot. them yeah. for the AFC title game. I mean, yet. second year of Doug Peterson for Philadelphia worked out pretty well. It did. Yeah, I mean, I mean, being a little teaser. No Patriots. one was pissed off, no. Angelo. You're a little tease there, Marky. You uh, said they, there, there is no, there's no roof. I don't know. We just try to uh, spice <laughs> it up. Still, still eight teams to go here. I'm a showman. Uh, <laughs> they, they. Uh, and he moved his arms like a marching robot. Definitely somehow. not a showman. Move. I'm a showman. <laughs> I'm a showman. <laughs> this is what you do when you're a showman. I am a I, human action figure. I thought it was interesting. Trent Balky basically said to the media that human. like last year, last year was their year. Like, they went in last year. This year, they're very much just going to bring back the same team. They don't have a lot of cap flexibility. It's kind of like the Patriots went crazy in 2020, and then they totally stopped spending, (laughs) or 2021, and stopped spending in 22. So it's basically the whole team is coming back. They have a couple of free agents, Juwan Taylor, Arden Mm -hmm. Key. Other than that, they're basically trying to bring back the same team, continuity. Usually, I would be against that. Teams, you know, you shouldn't rest on your laurels and all that, but... I don't mind seeing this nucleus kind of coalesce. Yeah, and they're young. They're young. You know, for another year. Christian Kirk delivered. The Tennessee Titans. Graver and I are just bonding at this point. Yeah, the Titans, the team we didn't bring up when Graver thought it was going to happen. Right in your face, the trick in the face. So I actually think they're one of the most – fascinating teams this offseason because we're going to find out in the next 10 days are they going to blow it up or not? This is this roster is a borderline disaster. Oh. I mean, their offensive line has been bad. It looks like it's getting worse. We think Derrick Henry might be available. You might as well just go the whole way and make uh, Ryan Tannehill available. And then you're kind of in the, you know, Number one overall pick for Caleb Williams sweepstakes. They could be a team, the Titans, that, that could go for a rookie quarterback this year too, like move up in the draft. They're, they're at number 11, but I just don't see a clear path out. And I would only say this about three or four teams in the NFL, and it's crazy that the Titans are one of them, and they always prove us wrong. Maybe they'll prove us wrong, but it feels like Will they? they're going to be like Graver? a six-win type of team. 
Yeah, I agree with Greg, actually. And here's the sound, so I don't make a big deal out of it. Um, <laughs> we're on a limited clock here. I don't want to... Okay, sorry. But just the fact that Amazing. you did all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, we're so, talking so about dismissive. it, too. Uh, dismissed to all point. four of us. I think the best course of action is for the Titans to go into rebuild mode and get a high pick in 2024. I don't think that's what they will do. Um, there are reports that the Titans prefer C.J. Stroud of all the quarterback options in this class. He could be available uh, down in like the seven, eight, nine range if they wanted to trade up. I don't know if Vegas is going to trade down, but could look to trade up at three with the Cardinals, at five with who's mm. at five? The Lions. Six is the Seahawks, or maybe that's opposite. Five is Seahawks, six the Lions. All those teams kind of have quarterbacks. I mean, I don't know if the Lions do, but you can't just like one quarterback though if you make that trade, unless you went wait till draft, right? Because CJ Stroud might go number one. Totally. What percent chance you put on uh, Tannehill being on the team? 70. I think it's most likely 70. they do that. But if they move Tannehill, that is a clear indication of where they think the team is, which is rebuilding. Right. Obviously. Their offensive line, there's, not, there's no worse line last year in the league, you could argue. Yeah, and it's not getting better right now. Taylor Lewan gone. Nate Davis likely hitting free agency. Um, David Long Jr. is in my top 20 now after all the tags in terms of free Dennis agents. Dennis Daly? Dennis Daly was not very good. He allowed the most sack, tied for allowed the most sacks in the NFL last year. I like Raven the idea Clark. of Tannehill going to the Falcons. I still maybe. like it. And nobody, and I've been through this, Justin, but like maybe this is a, a take your medicine year. Maybe yeah. you do strip the whole thing down to the studs. I, I think it's worth it for the long-term outlook. Like, is Like, what are you going to do if you go win seven games and pick in the teens again? Like, you're not going to build for the future that you made that run with that group and now they peaked do you it's like over. ran carthon as the guy to do so it so far yeah why not he's doing the let's see what he's playing he does. bad cop right now mm-hmm. yeah all right we finish up with the houston texans mark Sessler. and we engineered it that way because the respect for the texans within this building in this uh corporation knows no end uh they have been a consistent punching line for years we know that it's been a mini punching vietnam line on the PR front for various reasons, <laughs> but I want you to take a look at the Texans now. D'Amico Ryans feels like a great hire to me. I mean, the players that have been around him are just like, I just think he, sure. it's just going to work. Everyone's excited. You're going to work. Everybody likes it. You have the third most cap space league-wide. Too you have much. the second Everybody overall pick, it. the 12th overall pick. Like it. You're getting at least your second favorite QB. Like you have it. two extra first-rounders over the next two drafts. You got a, a handful of good players already. You've got two offensive tackles you can work with. Damian Pierce, Nico Collins on defense, Jalen Petre. You're in a soft division right now. Did somebody say hyper juicy hyper juicy preserve? Hold on, can you, I'm gonna say that no, there's no there's no reverse. Clock's ticking. Clock's ticking. Did somebody say hyper juicy berserker in the AFC? They I'm telling you, no one talks about the Texans. This team, I think, has Nobody a chance to do. The they has a chance to do a Jaguars thing. Wait, what I was really it do. again? Hyper jerky, juicy. <laughs> hyper juicy berserker, total disaster. Uh, okay. okay. You know, Colleen and Dan jumped in there too and had their little fun. But when I said something, <laughs> immediately your hand came out and almost poked me in the eye. It's almost, it's a, just, almost a physical it's altercation. Like, it's like seven times a minute, so it's just like a I human replay. Never Greg. stop talking, Greg. Um, <laughs> The, I was just trying to squeeze the line out, and it, and it cut, blew me up. So what do you want? You get four games. Did you see the Chris Rock stand-up special? For no. a year, the entire world is, what's Chris Rock going to do? How will he address it? He does a live show. Oh, timeout. Timeout. Once again, Dan using all the timeouts. All right, so one left. Chris Rock gets slapped at the Oscars by Will Smith. 
Unbelievable. One of the craziest pop culture moments of our lifetime. A year passes. What will Chris Rock do? Okay, this is going to tie to what just happened here. Don't mm-hmm. worry. How will he speak on it? What will happen? He's going to go on tour, and then he's going to put out a comedy special, and everyone will want to know how he reacts to what he has to say about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett and all sure, that. Sure, the whole crew. He does a Netflix special, but not just any Netflix special. Greggy, you know people in the world of comedy. It's a live Netflix special. Unprecedented. A huge deal. Saturday night. He waits until the very end of the set to discuss the Will Smith situation. And when he finally gets to that, after an otherwise flawless show in terms of his delivery, he botches the bit. (gasps) He says the wrong movie. He meant to say... He meant to say uh, uh, concussion, whatever that movie was, and instead instead said emancipation, the newer movie he did, Smith did, and blew the whole thing. Mm. Oh, that's what happened. What? Didn't he have like 10 minutes on that, though? And that was just one joke. He stepped on the key joke, and it connected all the different parts of the running joke, and it was a a devastating situation. And that's how I felt when you tried to say... (laughs) Did somebody say hyper juicy berserker in the AFC? Oh, Question mark. There it is. Thank we you. Love it. Is. That was a well used timeout, in my opinion. Tugboat says timeout. Okay. But let's see it, Nick Casario. Everyone's like, when they were like almost <laughs> firing Nick Casario, they were like, oh, how dare they like consider firing Nick Casario before he could show what he could do? He's also the guy who hired David Cully and hired Lovey Smith, and they each lasted one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so let's see I, it. Fair. Well, to. To Mark's point, can they be that berserker? Well, they have four games against Tennessee and Indy, so that's a good start. Uh, the thing that made Jacksonville a compelling pick in that regard was generational quarterback getting a fresh start with a, a coach and Doug Peterson and some pieces in place that they're a smart or a very aggressive offseason of spending. Remember, not a, pe- not a lot of people thought it was smart what Jacksonville did with some of their spending. It all worked out. I don't know if they're in the same places, these two franchises, but I see your overall point that if you hit on the quarterback, uh, they're, they're in the right place to all of a sudden jump, double their win total. They're set up for a long-term success. Right. If they mess all these things up I just mentioned, yeah. that's an absolute organizational Got to get the quarterback. Right. Like, not to oversimplify it, but like, if you hit on the quarterback, yes, you can do that. If you don't, time out, time out, last time out. We're gonna use wow. two timeouts in the Texans. Wow. Two seconds left. The Texans <laughs> That's the fans respect they deserve. Say they don't get any respect. We're gonna give it okay. to them. And I'm just gonna do it hey. to point out a name we haven't mentioned on this show. One of the most important men in this organization is Bobby Slowick. That's their offensive coordinator. Mm. He is taking over an offense with a number one overall quarterback or or number two Two, overall, depending on where they end up drafting. I kind of think they'll end up having the first overall pick because it's just going to make sure they get their guy, that they're the most logical team. Former PFF employee, Mm. Bobby Slowick. How about that? Wow. Also, uh, his dad was a longtime NFL uh, coach. I forget his dad's name, but he was around in the same. It's all very incestuous. Tito. In the the same sort of Shanahan tree, and he also comes from San Francisco. But a young coach who's going to have some pieces. They'll probably trade Brandon Cooks. They have to figure that out. Uh, So I find that uh, interesting. And whatever they're going to do with Tunsil, too. I think oh they keep Tunsil. I yeah. mean they got they got a great left tackle. You got a couple pieces. I don't think they're you know, Damian Pierce won the scepter uh, at the NFL Very Honors. Nice. That was a big spot. Very nice. 
I, I'm kind of with you, Mark. I think they need to push. They need to make progress this year, or that well, owner is going to be but a little. There's, there, antsy the table about is there. The table what's he going to do though? He's going to fire the head no, coach. No, he's not going to fire the head no. coach. But antsy about the vision. Maybe the the GM and and all that. They're not. They got a chance. Okay. Are we gonna Bobby t- are we gonna time back in or yeah. uh, no. PFF employee? <laughs> also, Zach Robinson, former PFF employee, now in a big. Greg just spot. wants to filibuster for the rest. <laughs> time out. <laughs> I just want to point out that that is the end of the third quarter of this show. We've done three of the four divisions, and you just used our final timeout with the entire fourth quarter still to play. Yeah, we're down two scores. That that was my uh, I've just learned it from my my co-host, you know. That's what you used to do. Take any. a lot of timeouts early. I don't see you. You talking about Mark? Not me. I didn't take a timeout. I didn't. I didn't say anything. We I just said you need that timeout Mark, to no. take a timeout. <laughs> you need those timeouts in the fourth. I had to get in that slowic <laughs> pop. Let's Thank uh, God. let's take a break and then finish things out. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. All right, fourth quarter. No timeouts. The AFC West. Colleen Wolf, are you prepared to talk I the Denver ready. Broncos? Honestly? <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens once I start talking, but right. I mean, it's... 
you know. Honestly. You you have started talking, but Start well, the, the timer hasn't right, started. Right, I don't know what's going on there. All right, let's Honestly. go. The Broncos, what a disaster <laughs> last year. So, a couple questions here. Can wow. Peyton, Sean Peyton, vibe with Russell Wilson like he did with Drew Brees? Will that be enough to fix mm. how broken Mm-mm-mm. Russell Wilson looked at times last season? There's talent on this roster, and if – Russell Wilson can tap into whatever he was able to have in Seattle with those deep throws and and just his his awareness on the field during the game, which he just didn't seem to have so many times last season, then they'll be in pretty good shape. The offense was an absolute disaster last year. It was a career bad year for Russell Wilson, a ton of injuries to skill positions. Tim Patrick didn't even make it to the kickoff of the regular season because he was hurt in training camp. Um, Offensive tackle, they used four different ones in 2022, three of which are free agents. The defense, always solid. That's usually not a problem. An excellent secondary. Patrick Sertan made the leap. That was great to see. Um, but they could use outside linebacker help, a defensive end as well. But it'll be a quiet night for Denver on Thursday of the draft because they have zero picks in the top 65. Whoa. Hmm. I mean, I'm not comparing Hackett to Urban Meyer at all, but like, it's got that chance to be that kind of leap for the team in general, because the one thing that kind of bugged me about Hackett, it seemed like he, and there was, you know, whispers about this, that he just didn't really have the makeup to stand up to Russell Wilson or stand up to some of the chaos that there were even sideline mm-hmm. shots where you could see the defense confronting the offense and Hackett sort of fades into the background. And it was just like, come on, bro. But I also think that Sean Payton never would have taken this job, or I would assume this without power. And he's going to have more power than Russell Wilson and that's going to be tough for Russell Wilson to get out of Russell Wilson after this season if it doesn't go well. I don't think it's like a Russell Wilson or bust situation for Sean Payton. Otherwise, it's a terrible job to take. Yeah, like what also didn't help hack it was Russell Wilson couldn't play. No he doubt. Could've. And like with uh, Trevor Lawrence was a rookie that was trapped in a bad situation. If Payton, if, if, if Russell Wilson still is terrible in September... Like, how long is the rope even with Russell Wilson? Or is Sean Payton going to have somebody ready to roll that he likes, whether it's I feel power a veteran uh, that's out there on the market or somebody they draft and try to develop? I don't know. They should have – that'll be telling, have a good backup. It doesn't need to be a veteran backup. Maybe it is a rookie. But, like, is he just like – they don't have picks. How does he just break? Like, I, I don't He was I don't just okay understand. before, and if he gets back to being okay, it's still a bit of a disaster. We were yeah. just saying if Deshaun Watson's average, and that's a disaster, and that's, like, what you're hoping for out of Wilson. Keep an eye on Cortland Sutton, maybe, as a potential trade chip mm-hmm. to get one to get one of those picks. They got hmm. enough receivers. Hmm. All right, let's ride. The defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. So they just won that Super Bowl as what I thought they were a good team that were lifted to greatness by a magnificent quarterback. Um, so there are areas of improvement here. The offensive line, very interesting. They decided not to tag their left tackle, Orlando Brown. So that opens up a potential massive need on Mahomes' blind side. Um, there are some tackle options in the free agent market. I'd be interested to see if that's the re- the route they go on this. But the defense is also an area of need because, Connie, um, I, I remain fairly confident that if they don't throw that flag, I think Hertz is like mm-hmm. the biggest sports star in America right now because I think he would have taken him down the field and won mm. that damn game. Um, so their defense was ripe to be picked off there. They weren't. They lucked out. 
Frank Clark, they let go this week, so he didn't become what they ever wanted him to be. Chris Jones is such a monster. Just give him some help. So I think the idea of offensive line, pass rusher seem like two obvious places for the defending champs to focus on over the next month or so. They don't have a tackle right now. I mean, their, their left tackle is about to hit free agency. Orlando Brown and their right tackle, Andrew Wiley, is about to hit free agency. It's true. That, that's a bit Yikes. of an issue. I found uh, this tweet from our guy, James Palmer, uh, who unfortunately Palmer. doesn't have the uh, Twitter account at James Palmer. That oh. is a man who's an entrepreneur, a technologist, and an explorer. <laughs> well, he sounds like he, that man sounds like he does a lot. He still have, wait, there are still explorers? He hasn't tweeted since 2015, <laughs> so he's busy. Wait, uh, there's still explorers? He's an explorer. Oh, James Palmer could get that then. Yeah, That's he should go like take an it. Account. But at James Palmer TV, you'll find a very interesting tweet about the Chiefs wide receiver group who they say will all be back. The plan is to bring back Juju. So a little news there. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But the plan is to bring him back. And that they expect Kadarius Tony to be their wide receiver one next year. Wow. And then McCall Hardman and is... Well, I'm not really counting McCall. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you got Sky Moore, you got MVS, you yeah. got Kelsey. That's uh, a McCall big Hardman's projection a free agent, I believe. Right. For Tony, I mean, I think part of with Tony, it's like wide receiver one for how many weeks out of the season. But I love like the idea of him on the team with a much larger role. It seems I just, like I just trust the Chiefs. Like I like that they had issues coming out of the Super Bowl loss to the Bucks, and they patched up their line that off season in a great way. Just kind of just trust them to do it. And like Brett Veach doesn't get enough credit. Normally you worry about handling success, and they've been to five straight AFC championships, so right. I think they've proven it. I'm seeing a little exchange here between James Palmer and then Peter King, quote, retweeting okay. about some reporting from Palmer regarding Kirk Cousins back in the day with the Broncos. King wrote, sorry, I didn't know this when I wrote on Monday, comma, at James Palmer. You deserve the kudos for reporting Broncos never made an offer to Cousins. He sent it to the Explorer. <gasps> oh, I love it. On the high seas. Never saw it on the high seas. I love it. Okay, but like seriously, how do we get that guy on the pod? <laughs> the Explorer. <laughs> Got to make sure he makes it. Get, could get typhoid out there. Um, the Chargers, Mark. Yeah, I was just like I've been looking at what's going on with these guys. I feel like if last year's Chargers team, no, I did, I did honestly, honestly. I did honestly. <laughs> like if they frustrated you last year, I think I have some bad news for you because it was like last off season that they went all in to win now with Justin Herbert on a rookie deal. Um, it didn't work out. They're twenty-one million in the red. They can restructure a number of guys, like every one of these teams, but they're also going to have to sign Justin Herbert to a massive contract at some point. They, Football they, is completely different than basketball. They just can't really like <laughs> add the talent or depth. They're, they're kind of stuck doing not a lot in this free agency period. And, I mean, they have to absolutely nail their draft. And I was a huge Brandon Staley guy, but I feel like my two biggest memories of him are the way they lost – the Raiders Ooh. game two seasons ago, yep. and the absolute implosion against the Jaguars, which his whole branding was that old, all that old Chargers stuff doesn't exist anymore. All that's just up in the head. We're going to be completely different. But that was like the most Chargers-esque lost ever. And I don't know if Justin Herbert, I do like Helen Moore in there over Joe Lombardi. But I mean, all things considered, I, I was looking around. I cannot find a bigger hot seat coach in the AFC than Brandon Stilley. Mm. Unless the Jets thing went totally south with Aaron Rodgers, they didn't get him. And they had to go in with nobody at quarterback. I want them to focus on offense. They've spent so much 
time, resources, money, draft picks on Brandon Staley's defense. This happens when you get a defensive coach because he wants his side of the ball to look good. And they've never been particularly good. They've had moments here or there. Like, let's get as many weapons around Justin Herbert as possible. But I don't really trust them to do it. They're in cap space difficulty. And some teams you think would restructure and be able to spend more. But they're one of those teams that I don't think really spends as much as other teams in terms of cash. And when that NFLPA uh, report card came out the other week, Uh-oh. Chargers 30th in the league, <laughs> F-minus oh. training room, C-minus <gasps> training staff, D-minus locker room, F-food service. Are you serious? That report Bunch card is terrible Bunch news for almost everyone. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're getting their food service from the same people that have SoFi Stadium. The best maybe stadium in the entire country and the worst stadium food in the country. Let's fix it, Kroenke. Or are, they, like, are they talking about the like, Costa Mesa? Isn't that where they, well, yeah, like, this is different yeah, than their training facility. It has nothing to do yeah. with SoFi. But the, the my point about the SoFi food stands. It's bad food. That's my favorite take from this entire show, by the way. The, the food needs to get better at SoFi. Well, they're a tenant, and uh, that's – that's going to limit their abilities to do anything. Chargers have nothing to do with it, really. They yeah. need a wide receiver. Um, I know that Keenan Allen do was they? being thrown around yes. as like a cap casualty, but they said that they that's not going to happen. He's not going anywhere. Get another anywhere. one. Yeah. Get another they one. They have to draft a wide Next receiver. Next Gen said they had the slowest wideouts in the league last year. I draft it. one of those fancy uh, tight ends. They, uh, you did a hand thing. <laughs> one of those. You said fancy cap tight space tight difficulty. Is that because you? The concept of heaven and hell you wanted to stay away from? Cap space hell? Is that... Are you editing him? No, I'm just asking a question. We're not talking about the team anymore. This is just about Greg. Save it for the theology podcast, Tugboat. <laughs> Whoa. That's awesome. Is Humboldt here? It's on point. <laughs> it's disturbingly on point. Um, all right, that's it, right? No. no. This is the Raiders. The, the Las Vegas. Raiders. Raiders. Greg Rosenthal. Okay. This team needs defensive backs. It needs linebackers. It needs pass rushers. It needs run stoppers. <laughs> That's the entire defense. They need a yeah. defense. They have nothing on defense. It's need a, a quarterback, ter- too. They don't, they're in a tough situation. I think McDaniels <laughs> took a t- difficult – they need offensive linemen. Well, he took a difficult – terrible. He took a difficult <laughs> job. Not a lot of people on their roster that I think long-term are going to be there and, like, reasonably high expectations because they were coming off a playoff appearance. It's, they're in a tough spot. Hmm. I think they're the in the toughest spot in this division. You trust Josh McDaniels to be the guy to save this? It doesn't look good. Like, I'm, I'm just I'm, – I'm looking at – this team right now and they have a lot of cap space that is one thing they are, that is a plus they are a team that you hear struggles with escrow gotta keep that in mind that, yeah they're yeah, they're well, one of those no teams yeah that couldn't get Lamar because they couldn't escrow hell the, or the escrow difficulty I thought Darren Waller might be a guy that they look to trade uh, but there has been reporting that, that that that's not the case I don't I don't know if I totally buy is that is Devontae Adams definitely yeah I think he's there? definitely staying I'm sure he's thrilled about this what are we, they? Who are they connected to right now? Jimmy Garoppolo has been a name that's you know obviously knows. Texans the are also connected. Jimmy G and a, and a rookie and a rookie. Yeah, they could draft seven. Seven. I think overall. they could. Move, they're a candidate to move up from seven or or draft someone like Will. And Lewis. they did. Uh, he did very good work. It looks even better now with Mac Jones in uh, two thousand. Uh, 21. So get, give if we want to see if McDaniel's can play the guitar. 
give him some runway with a young quarterback and see if they can build something here. Yeah, I don't have a problem with them like moving on from Carr. I do wonder if there was another world where they thought we'll have Tom Brady by this stage in the offseason versus nothing, but you'd have a good draft position. You didn't know that when you had Derek Carr essentially leave the building, though. They just have so many needs. So Dave Ziegler and, and McDaniels just have – it's tough to team build in one offseason that many spots on defense. You're counting on your coaches to do it a little bit. I do think Jimmy G would be better than Derek Carr with Josh McDaniels. I've, al- I've always thought he would have been better if he stayed in that system. I'm with you. How about Jimmy G? Yeah, pair him with a first-round rookie. Jimmy G is not going to play 17 games anyway. Mm-hmm. So, and Aaron Rodgers is completely not. That's just they keep. There's. It sounds like it's a no go. I think from a from a money Escrow. angle too. Yeah, I could okay. see them going for a Javon Hargrave in free agency for a James Bradbury. How about all the Eagles? I hate that. Chauncey Gardner Johnson. <laughs> they need. They literally need everything on their defense. Other than that, things are looking really yeah. good in the desert <laughs> for great. 23. I can't wait. Sorry. <laughs> we love you, Raiders. Dark Sun. Jackpot, baby. <laughs> That is around the AFC in 48-ish minutes. Good work. Loved it. Colleen, you've said it all. It's been so much fun being in studio today, and I'm just happy that I was able to carve a little time out to see my friends. Very nice. That's when, nice. When, does the su- when does the summer of Connie begin? We need to know it's that already begun. for scheduling. Um, in it's March. It's now, pretty much. You went right to Hotlanta up next where? The Caribbean, perhaps? Maybe. Uh, Africa? Know. You know, I got to I gotta figure it all out. Trying to go on some type of retreat. We'll see. Greece? Uh, well, Greece is retreat. always something a that I do. A darkness retreat? Yeah, I mean, it is only retreat, March. That's but... really not that close to the summer. It also hasn't topped like 55 degrees and raining mm-hmm. here. But this is when you plan for your summer. Weeks. Okay. So. I feel like yeah. you and Gonzo, maybe an ayahuasca retreat could be That's on your radar. That's absolutely not. Like, no way. There, no. You could not even pay me money to. No. Mm. That, that right. sound, it Crossing sounds terrible. It, like, Why, just because of the, com- the company? Like, no. Like, I, I think there's a little dignity loss with certain aspects of the retreat, as I've heard as well. With ayahuasca, like, yeah. you are in a yeah. bathroom, and it's like food poisoning, essentially. Oh. The body rejects That's it largely until it kicks in. That's not my idea of fun. Right. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I'm yeah. sorry for bringing I'm it up. I'm bored. Um, <laughs> all right. We will be back. We gave you guys a lot of content the last couple so days. Much. But there's more coming because around the NFC in 48 minutes with the great Claybon uh, coming up uh, later this week. So stay tuned for that. And that's that. Good was times. this the closest it ever came to Mark hitting Greg? I was not attempting to hit anyone. But the was it a swing? I the, like how feisty the arm it was, was over close. There. I was not. I know. Just it was a keep s- it spicy. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 